A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went off to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, or of Tiberias, and a large crowd followed him, impressed by the signs he gave by curing the sick. Jesus climbed the hillside and sat down there with his disciples. It was shortly before the Jewish feast of Passover. Looking up, Jesus saw the crowds approaching and said to Philip, where can we buy some bread for these people to eat? He only said this to test Philip. He himself knew exactly what he was going to do. Philip answered, 200 denarii would only buy enough to give them a small piece each. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said, There is a small boy here with five barely loaves and two fish. But what is that between so many? Jesus said to them, Make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass there, and as many as five thousand men sat down. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and gave them out to all who were sitting ready. He then did the same with the fish, giving out as many as they wanted. Then they, when they had eaten enough, he said to his disciples, Pick up the pieces left over, so that nothing gets wasted. So they picked them up and filled twelve hampers with scraps left over from the, from the meal of five barley loaves. And the people, seeing this sign that he had given, said, this really is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, who could see they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, escaped back to the hills by himself. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, we are right to praise the Lord for what he just did and said to us and what he is. Because we have a generous, we have a loving and an all-powerful God. And this is something, this beautiful sign of the multiplication of the bread shows very clearly. We have to try to imagine being in this situation. And really, it's a big and long teaching we will receive during these next five Sundays. We're going to read the whole chapter 6 of the Gospel of John, speaking about the bread of life. And it's such an important, not only teaching, but reality for us, to know who Jesus is and who we are for him. The situation they had here, the disciples, 
is what we call, what we can call an impossible situation. Because you have all these people, and they are in a kind of desert place, 5,000 men, and as usual during this time, you don't count the women and the children, and it's even more than this. So, 15,000 people, 20,000 people maybe, being here. And now Jesus will put his disciples to the test. He asks, how can we feed these people? And where can we buy something for them? And we see very clearly in Philip's answer that Philip, during the moment where he answers this, he's not believing in any other power greater than himself or human power. Then what Andrew says, the second disciple, Simon Peter's brother, is a bit better. Because he says, there is a small boy here with five loaves of bread and two fish. Can you imagine that we have a huge feast of St. Anthony here with thousands of people and we forgot about the food? We forgot completely. We say, come and eat, but there is no food. So, you will come and say to Father John Jesus, our parish priest, um, I have a chocolate bar. What would be this? On a human level, it's silly. It's, come on, what will you do with this? But Andrew saying, we have five little bread and two fish, maybe he remembers the, what Elisha did in the old times. We read this in the first reading. Through a miracle, hundred men were fed by twenty pieces of bread. And he says this. And because maybe he starts to believe. And this is what Jesus wants to teach us today. He says, you know, my dear children, when you have an impossible situation, for example, right now, think in your life of an impossible situation. Something where you, with your own strength and own view or own capacities, you say, okay, there is no solution. I have no solution. It's stuck. Nothing gets forward. I don't know how to get out of this. Nothing seems to change. Think of this impossible situation. And the problem is that very often when we have impossible situations, we say, I cannot, so it will not work. Or we say, I see no solution, so there is no solution. That's what we say with our, with our lack of faith. And Jesus comes and says, you have an impossible situation, but thank God, finally, I can do something. Because you know what? I am God and you are not. That's what Jesus says. And we have to remember this. I we can say to this to God in prayer. You are God and I am not. You have something I don't have. You have power and love I don't have. So, having impossible situations in our life, like these people having nothing to eat, is wonderful. Because finally, God has room to act and to do. We just have to let him. I cannot, but you can. 
I am nothing, but you are everything, God. And that is the exact opposite of doubt. Sometimes, really, we, we, don't, we don't really have faith. Me the first, and everyone. Because um, we, don't, we, we forget that the power of God is made perfect in weakness, like it's written in 2 Corinthians. The power of God is made perfect in weakness. You don't need to play God. You don't need to play Jesus. You are not. He is. And He wants to act in your life. And that's why Jesus does this. He says, give me your weakness. Give me your two little things you have. Give them to me. And I will multiply them. But you need to let me do. You need to let go of them. If you, you know, if the people would have eaten these five loaves of bread and two fish saying, no, I just have this, I have to eat it, nothing would have happened. You have to let go, to let go of your desire of control and everything, of mine, and um, just let God do it. This is what Jesus says today, and we see how beautiful it is. Jesus, he takes this bread and he gives thanks to his father. You see, he's always connected with his father. He's never alone. He's never seeing just the things with his eyes, with his human eyes. He sees his father and he sees, my father is there. So that's why he gives thanks and then he gives the bread to, to everyone and it's not even, it's not enough, it's too much. This is what God does. Everything he does is not just enough, it's too much. It's too much. And that's why gratitude is so important. The gratitude Jesus has here, I give you thanks, Father, because I know what you do and what you are. Once someone told me something very beautiful, he told me, gratitude turns what we have into enough. It's beautiful. It turns what we have into enough. We always think we are missing, we don't have enough, we're missing this, we're missing that. We don't. We just think we do, but we don't. So let's pray today, brothers and sisters, to open our hearts to the wonderful gift of God. God is sufficient. My grace is sufficient, says Jesus. So God is enough and he can, do, he can give us enough. And when we want to satisfy ourselves by our own, and when we think that we know what is good for us, it doesn't work. But when we let him give us his bread, then we're going to be completely happy about it. And it's going to fulfill us even more than we think. We will have too much, too much peace, too much love, too much happiness, too much strength, which is never too much, but we will have more than we expected. So let us uh, accept this bread. We'll, the bread of life, the real bread, will come on this altar and multiply for all of you and feed and nourish deeply your heart and my heart. Let's give thanks for this. Amen.